0: write down, make it plain, Habakkuk says write it down, make it plain so that those who read it may run after it. Uh, My concern is that oftentimes we have a vision and we don't write it down, we don't make it plain and then other people can't go after it because we didn't do our part. And so writing down the names, that's not my idea. That was a, a book I read that said to write them down, circle them every day and go through your journal and look through it and for those of you who do journal, I don't want to ask for hands, because that would be embarrassing. But for those of you who do journal, um, my encouragement for you is this, that you sit down today, today, and you harvest that journal. You go through and you write down everywhere that God showed up. You write down why he showed up, how he showed up, how faithful he was to you, how he heard and answered, Write it all down, and then the things that he shows you and highlights to you, you move it into the front page of your next journal. Mine's at home. It's ready to be launched and uh, christened tomorrow as the journal for 2023, and sometimes there's three in a year, but the new one's ready to go. Um, Transfer over his faithfulness. Transfer over his care for you. Uh, because there are times coming when you may need to go to the first page of your 2023 journal and say, Lord, I need to hear from you this morning. Uh, I need to be reminded of your faithfulness. I need to be reminded of not just in the Bible, but, but I need to be reminded of what you've said to me, what you've said to me, because he's speaking to each of you every single day, every single day. And you can... I I ran many years of my life without writing down in a journal what he was saying and I wish I could have those things back I wish I could have those those moments back I remember I was telling the team in the prayer room this morning I was telling them about a moment when the spirit of intercession in this room before we had chairs and it was all updated I remember I was just new here I would come on Wednesday nights and I sat in the back over there where Kirsten and Jeff are sitting and one, one time, Pastor Dennis was standing up here. Worship was, I don't even know if worship was still going on, but it was right at the beginning of the service on a Wednesday night. And he said, in 10 seconds, Rob, you're going to get hit with the spirit of intercession for this meeting. And he didn't counter anything. I don't remember that. But I remember it was not long after, I'm assuming 10 seconds, because that's what the Lord said. And I remember this feeling in my gut started to just bubble up and I started to cry and weep and I weep for an hour and a half. In this room for the people that were in this room at that moment for the, for what he wanted to do in this hour. And that has gone from journal to journal to journal. It's gone from journal to journal to journal and not because I want to live in the past of what happened but to remind me to remind me of how faithful he is when we're open to be used by him. that's what he wants. I remember in the scripture there was this time that Saul took the army and they went to defeat a city. And God had told Saul to destroy every living thing. Everything. And Saul didn't destroy every living thing. He kept some of the purified sheep, right? To worship God with. And Samuel comes to the to the tent and he says Saul were you obedient to the Lord and Saul says yes I was obedient to the Lord I conquered that that city the, the people I conquered them and I won and we were victorious God I did exactly what you said and I imagine Samuel hearing the bleeding of sheep behind the tent well Saul what is this well Samuel, I saved the purest of the pure to be as of worship to the Lord, to take away the sins of the people. And in that moment, the anointing of the position of king was removed from Saul because he wasn't obedient. And that removing of the anointing from Saul gives me a picture of the heart of the father And that is this. He values your obedience more than he values your worship. There are millions of people, millions, probably billions, I don't know, that worship the Lord but are not obedient. There are many people around the globe in services last week Maybe their second time all year going to church to worship. But the other 363 days a year, they are not obedient to the Lord. And the heart of the Father, and I want to express this to you, is He values your obedience to what He says all the time. All the time. He wants your worship, but your worship should be birthed out of obedience to what he says. And so we're closing out a year, and at the end of a year, and this is obvious to everybody, but time has passed. Seems like the minutes go faster, the more decades we're on the planet, the more life experience we get. But I want to express to you a few things as we begin, and then I want to shift to what the Lord said to share this morning in an amazing way here. This new year gives us an opportunity to redefine our priorities. There's this unique thing about priorities, and that is when you know what you say yes to, it's easy to say no to everything else. Okay if we're going to like be sleeping this morning, I'm just being honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm being as transparent as I can be with you. The days ahead for the church in America are tough. I'm not prophesying doom on the church. I'm saying the days ahead are going to not be as easy as they've been for you and for me. And if we can't be open and vulnerable and excited about what God is doing in our lives in this room, the world will never see Jesus. So, I'm gonna start over because I'm telling you that your response, not to me, but to truth, your response to truth will determine the amount of responsibility you get in 2023. I know I'm being strong, and I'll probably get stronger as we go. But I believe that the imperative of the kingdom of heaven is that if you're going to make him a priority, then make him a priority and say no to every other thing. If you are married and your spouse is not a priority in your life, good luck. When you say yes to one, you say no to lots of others. I hope you do, if not, counseling starts Tuesday morning. So my question is, are you prioritizing the things of heaven or are you allowing the earth to distract your time? A new year gives us the opportunity to redefine our purpose. Some of you in the room have never defined your purpose. So 2023 is the ability for you to actually define why you're on the planet. Some of you have God has shown you why you're on the planet. So now it's time to reprioritize our lives to get back on track to what He's called us to do. Do you know the biggest way that the enemy stops Christians? It's not sin. It's good things. He gives you good things to do that distract you from your purpose. There are many pastors in the pulpits today that are doing a good thing, but it's not their purpose. There are many of you that are in a position doing a good thing, but it's not your purpose. And so doing the good thing keeps you from the best thing. And the world is crying out, Romans tells us, all of creation is crying out for you to be doing your divine purpose. So 2023 is an opportunity to get it right. If you need help with that, we'll start on Tuesday. A new year gives us an opportunity to redefine our life's vision. Do you even know? Don't respond. Do you even know what you want? Do you know what you want? I've met with people that I've sat down and said, tell me the dream. We have a dream board right around the corner, right, Stephen? It's right there. It hasn't moved. It's still there. If you don't have a dream on the dream board, then put one on there because we pray over those, and then they happen, okay? But there are people that I've met with, and I say, have you put something on the dream board? And they're like, I don't even know how to dream anymore. That's not a negative on you. What it tells me is, you don't know your purpose. You don't know your destiny. Because when you know your destiny, then you can dream about what God has put in you. You see, the future of your life is not out there. It's in here. The whole future that you were created to do is not somebody that you're gonna meet this year. It's in you. It's in you. Pastor Sean, the destiny that he's called you to live, it's in here. It's not out there. And so we get caught up in trying to produce something out here. Come on, somebody. Yeah. We get try, we try to produce something out here that was never meant to be produced, and they're called Ishmael's. Do you know exactly what you want? My guess is most of us don't know exactly what we want. And the reason I know that is because if you knew exactly what you wanted, you would have influence all around you. I know this is hard. I get it. But I'm telling you, When you say amen and you receive it, it's Pastor Dennis used to say, it's like saying, sick him to a dog. When you pull on the anointing, it's gonna come. I'm telling you. There are people who are not able to function the way that God's created them to function because they have never seen their destiny. So what does that mean, Pastor? You're talking big words. You're talking church words. Okay, so here's the deal. Each person that was ever on the planet, every human being was put on the planet to influence their generation that they lived in. Every single person. And you can be 15 years old or 16 years old or 17 years old, and you can influence your whole school. Or you can say as, what do they say, like 70% of college freshmen have no idea why they're even in college. They have no idea. They just know that we have to go to college because that's what they all tell us. Well, I'd rather you go work and lay some block and do some concrete work or go work at a Starbucks for the next six years than to go to school and waste a bunch of money on something you don't know what you're supposed to do. What I believe is the world is failing the next generation because we're not helping them discover why they're on the planet. And maybe you're in the room and you're 75 and you don't know why you're on the planet, now's the time. Now's the time. So number one, do we know exactly what we want? And then number two, is it on paper somewhere? I'm not talking in a Google Sheet somewhere. I'm not talking in Microsoft Office on a computer somewhere. I'm talking on a piece of paper that sits on your counter that is on your fridge or on your desk or on the bathroom mirror or somewhere that you see it that says, this is what I want. You see, I believe that if the church would actually understand our destiny, number one, would begin to dream about our destinies and keep it in front of our face, that Habakkuk would actually prove real. That maybe your spouse would walk into the bathroom and see that that's the dream of your heart and be like, you know what? I want to help them achieve that dream. And now you got two people going after that dream. It's the word, it works. A new year gives us an opportunity to reestablish worthwhile goals. Now, I know that sounds like that's, Pastor Rob, you just said worthwhile goals, I know how to do that. I'm not sure that we do. Because there's a strategic word inside that sentence that says worthwhile. We know how to do goals, but worthwhile goals means that when we do them, they're applying worth to our destiny. So we know what we're on the planet to do, so we have passion and we make priorities and we have goals and those goals push us toward our destiny. You see, I'm teaching something that the church has lost over the years is that we just go into 2023 and say, God's gonna bless 2023, yeah, let's do it. And it'll be July 26th And you'll wake up and you'll be like, where'd those six and a half months go? I've been floating out here. My goal was to win 700 people to Christ. Sounds great. Sounds like I'm taking some sheep home to worship. But your worthwhile goal would be maybe to focus on the one with everything that you have every single day, to be in the word, to be having Holy Spirit encounters, to be building healthy relationships with other people so you can have influence in the world so that one day you can know God in a deeper way and you have that as your goal. And that's worthwhile because every single day it builds up who you are and it leads you to your destiny. So now the other may be a great goal, but does it get you to your destiny? That's the question. So number one, redefine our priorities. Number two, redefine our purpose. Number three, redefine our life's vision. Number four, reestablish worthwhile goals. And this is the one that you are probably gonna have a problem with because I have a problem with it every year. But it has to happen. Everybody in the room today, you must conduct your own funeral. You must have a funeral today. They're not my favorite thing, I'll be honest with that. Although Lisa, you did an amazing job and I honor you for what you did. No greater way to say the enemy lies to us in that. Good stuff, thank you for your obedience. We all have to have a funeral because there's some things that you've brought through 2022 that have to die today. You notice how every one I went down on the list got a little less rejoicing? Maybe you've never conducted a funeral. My first funeral was crazy. Like, it's great, and I'll do it as a pastor, and and it's great, but my first funeral was somebody who didn't go to the church, who I didn't know, and the family just said, we need you to do the funeral. The hardest thing was trying to figure out who this person was, to talk about them. Like, that was the hardest thing. I'm glad that we got to do it, but that was hard. And I don't want to do any of your funerals because I hope that you all live forever and I don't have to. But the hardest thing was to to do a funeral for somebody I had no clue who they were. But you have to conduct a funeral today before next year starts. Like, instead of watching two football games, I knew that would be silence. Silence. Instead of watching two football games that really aren't going to change your outcome of your life or your destiny, instead of watching those and wasting 17 hours, do this first. Have a funeral first and celebrate with a meal and football. I say this with all care for you. If you don't bury the past, you will give it life for the future. If you don't bury the things that broke you in 2022 and hand them over to the Lord, what do we do in a funeral? We hand the person over to the Lord. We, we release them from, from everything here and we hand them over to the Lord. If you don't hand those broken things over to the Lord, you will live with them in 2023. And not to be crude, but I don't want to live with a corpse for another year. I don't think that would be healthy. But the problem is many people have lived with corpses for 30, 50, 60 years, because they've never had a funeral, because funerals aren't fun. But you're called to have a funeral today and bury all the things of the past and start new. So I was going to go to Ephesians 5. I'm glad you're not on the, on the screen because I would hate to make you do a bunch of other stuff. But turn with me to Matthew 10. I was worshiping last night. I was preparing for today. I have a bunch of pages and that's all you're getting of that stuff. Because when I woke up this morning, I have like 11 steps or whatever to get the shower, and the Lord said, stop. Have you ever had him say stop? I'm just just asking, like, have you ever literally been told by the Lord, stop right now? So I stopped, and he said, Matthew 10. And I said, okay, I'll go back and get my phone. So I opened up Matthew 10, and I said, Lord, what do you want to do what, what, what does the flock need this morning? What, what is your heart? And he said, read. So I'm going to read, and you read along with me. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. Not to negotiate with them, by the way. Some of you will get that later. Because there's demons in your house, and in your family, and in the things that you do, and you've negotiated with them for a long time. You weren't given the power to negotiate with demons, you were given the power to tell them to go. So, so if that's all you get out of today, that was well worth the cover charge. Don't negotiate, tell them to leave. And to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. I'm not gonna break that verse down for you, But look at the difference between sickness and diseases in the translation. He gave him power to do a lot. Let's leave it at that. Now, the names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labias, whose surname was Thaddeus. Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Let's hope we never have that tag every time our name's in scripture, right? (laughs) That's gotta be a a rough road. But what, what baffles me about that, just let me take you on a side note. My mind goes crazy. Have you ever thought that he betrayed him and everywhere in scripture where Jesus is talking about this, it says that he betrayed him, yet he still ate with him. He still gave him every opportunity to choose him and that's what he does for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 5. These 12, Jesus sent out and commanded them. These 12, he sent out and gave them instructions. The church was never supposed to be a place where you were sent to. It's always been a place where you're supposed to be sent from. You're called to a church, to a family. You're sent from a church, from a family. See, I think we get the first part, well, let me reevaluate. I think sometimes we get the first part right because we are called to a people. You don't get to choose this deal. If you choose it, you're wrong because he calls you to be a part of a family says he takes a solitary puts him in the family so you really don't get a choice although you may think it's your choice you don't get a choice and those who choose because the lights are different and the sound is different and they like how the pastor wears different kinds of clothes and they do all this stuff you're wrong so I'll just state that to begin the year don't do that don't do that go where he says to go because where he says to go Stephen your destiny is linked to mine now and if you're going to be successful That means I'm gonna be successful. And his reputation is built upon you being successful and me being successful. So if you come here because you like me, not because you're called here, we both fail. You may build a big following. You may have a lot of people that come around you. But you'll never reach your destiny. Side note. So this is what he said. This is the red print. Like, I challenge you in 2023, I know everybody does Bible reading plans. Great, do it. Get in the word every single day. That's my encouragement to you. But my second encouragement is just go start in Matthew. Well, go wherever the red letters. Go there, read every red letter, and don't read the black. Just read the red. Just read the red. You'll be a new person after you just read the red. So this is what he says. He says, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter the city of the Samaritans. I read this in pre-service prayer and Pastor Mike says, man, this just hit me, that they weren't supposed to go there because those people's time wasn't ready. They they weren't supposed to go to the Gentiles or Samaritans because their time wasn't ready. There was someone later who was gonna come who was gonna preach to them. Thank goodness we have Paul, right? But it, it wasn't their time yet. So here's my question for you. If, if you're supposed to make priorities in your life, are some of the priorities that you've made in the past for people that it ain't their time yet? Do you have a relationship with someone and you're pouring everything into them? You're giving your whole life to them and it isn't their time yet. The Holy Spirit will show you that. And I'll read down further what he says to do with that. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, because it was Israel's time to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as you go, that means that his assumption is they were going to listen to him and not sit. They were going to go. Okay? My assumption is that in 2023, we will take all the knowledge that we've been given by the Lord and everything that you've been taught and we will go. The king And go saying this, he even gave him the words to say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Have you ever said that to somebody? Starts great conversations. I'm serious. I'm serious. Somebody's all riled up and you just say, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. What are you talking about? No, seriously, it's here, because he's in me. It's here, the kingdom is here, it's right in your midst. And this is what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to say something, and they were supposed to do something. Isn't that amazing? First they were called to go somewhere, and then they were called to say something, and they were called to do something. How many times do we just go do something without ever saying something? We lose our authority. Come on, somebody. Some of you have been out doing a lot of stuff and never saying what you're called to say, and so all that stuff is just Ishmael stuff. It never produces. As you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. How many of you have received freely From the Lord in your life? Have you given it all away? Have you given it all away? Everything He's given you, have you given it all away? Some of you have discernment that would make other people completely jealous if they knew how right on you are. Every time something comes your way, you're like, oh, that's not the Lord? Oh, that's the Lord? Oh, that's not the Lord? Oh, that's the Lord. Other people would look at that and be like, if I had that, my life would be so much easier. Do what he says. Provide neither gold nor silver nor copper in your money belts. Don't take any money with you. Nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs, for a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, discernment here, you ready? inquire who in it is worthy. Who is worthy of your time in 2023? Who's worthy of your time? Because if you're going toward a destiny that God has laid out for you, then every minute that it takes to get there is important, yes? So every minute that you spend with someone He's saying make sure it's worthy. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who, is, who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a house, hold, greet it. We're not supposed to be the chumps that walk through Walmart and don't say hi to anybody. Come on. If we carry the king of glory in us, I'm asking, if we carry the king of glory in us, don't you think our face should show it? I'm one of the ones, I love it. I get a list, I go, I knock it out like a tactical battle. I am in and I'm out. But you know what? That's not what I'm called to do. So I stop and I smile and I talk to people and sometimes get in some great conversations. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Do you realize you can drop that stuff? You can change the atmosphere. When you're meeting with someone, you can change the atmosphere. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return with you. Some of you have left your peace with people that trample on it. Come on. Some of you in 2022 have left your peace with people that spit on your peace. And all it's doing is stopping you from getting to your destiny. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. Some of you, that's your call for 2023. Start shaking. There's some people that have been time wasters in your life. There's some activities you've been doing that have been time wasters in your life. Start shaking it off. You know that phone that's 17 hours a day? Yeah, 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 shake it off. Shake it off. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city that doesn't receive you. You realize you're a gift? You are a gift and an answer to the world. You, you, you are a gift and an answer to the world. It's their choice whether they receive him in you. It's not your responsibility. Okay. So I read all that this morning, just to take you into my life. I read all that this morning. I'm like, yes, God, that's amazing. I'm so excited to preach that this morning. And he's like, enough, enough, enough. Keep reading. (laughs) So this is all for for the house, okay? I don't know what to say after I read this, but I'm going to read it because the Lord said this is for this morning, The day before 2023 begins, and I'm sure we're going to go back and watch the tape and realize what this really means. I have no clue. I would rather be honest with you than act like I have it all together. He said continue reading, so I'm going to continue reading. Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake, as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of the Father who speaks in you. Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated... By all, for my name's sake. But he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in the city, flee to another. For assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they they have called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and nothing hidden that will not be known. so you all receive that however the Lord has you receiving that but I believe that it was for this morning so whatever you get out of that go do it be obedient to what he says and go do it okay because if I stand up here and say that I know what you're going to face in 2023 I'm a liar I don't know what you're going to face but when he said to read this I was like oh this is going to be an interesting year I don't know what that means for each of us, but what I know is it means to keep him number one, to keep him the focus of every moment that we have on this planet, to make sure that we're at peace with what he's saying, to be obedient no matter if he says go to that jail or get out of that Starbucks. Whatever he says, we do it every single time because he values your obedience more than he values you even being in this room. He wants you to say yes every single time. Every single time. So this is what verse 27 says. Whatever I tell you in the dark. Interesting that he specifically gives that instruction. Whatever I speak to you in the dark. So the quiet times. The times when you're in persecution. The times when you can't see any way out. Listen to what I'm saying. Speak that stuff when you're in the light. I I tend to believe that this scripture is a definition of what we just read about the persecution. Because he's going to start sharing secrets with you in the dark that you have to declare at your job. And it will probably welcome some of the things that I just read. Because truth isn't often welcomed by those who live a lie. And there's many in the world that are living a lie every single day. And what you hear in your ear, preach from the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But... Rather fear him who is able to destroy your soul and your body in hell. And not two sparrows sold for a copper coin and not one of them falls to the ground apart for your father's will. But the very hairs on your head are numbered. Do not fear therefore, you are more valuable than them. So I want to speak this into you this morning. I want to encourage you even though that's a tough scripture. I want to encourage you this. No matter what you will face in 2023, no matter what it looks like, no matter how horrible it is, no matter how many demons come against you, no matter how glorious it is, no matter how many hours you spend with the Lord, he is for you. He's for you. He's with you. He'll show up when you ask. Every single time. He's for you. Now, I can stand here and say, as your pastor, I'm for you. I'm for you. If you call, we're for you. We want you to succeed. But my reputation doesn't sit upon whether you succeed or not. Pastor Sean, you pastor for many, many years. Your reputation did not rest upon what other people did in your church. No, it doesn't. I'm giving you the best I got. Every other person that has spoken in the last few weeks, we're giving you the best we got. But here's the thing. We're for you, but our reputation, if you succeed or don't succeed, doesn't affect us other than we'll be sad for you. If you don't. And if you succeed, we'll rejoice with you. But there's this thing about the Lord that his reputation is tied to you succeeding. His reputation is tied to your success on this planet. Now, if my reputation was tied to each one of you succeeding tomorrow, I would be all up in your business. You'd go out, and you'd sit in the car to go home with your spouse, and I'd stick my head up in between the seats. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I am responsible for what you're doing. So here's my question. If I as your pastor was res- my my whole my whole legacy was built on whether you succeed or not, if that's how I would be to you, I would be invading your space. I would be calling you every hour. What are you doing? Is it going to help me? Is this going to be good for me? Is this Okay, if that's how I would be How much greater the one who created the universe, who his reputation, which is much bigger than mine will ever be, much bigger than any pastor's will ever be, much bigger than than Benny Hinn or or, uh, anybody, much bigger than anybody's reputation. His is so much bigger. How much more is he pursuing you to make sure that you succeed? How much more? Does he want you to succeed? How much more does he want you to be focused on what he's called you to do on the planet? How much more could he be in your room when you're reading the scripture and you're spending your time with him? How much more do you think he desires to have that word right there? Go tell John the things which you see in here. To jump off the page, to go into your spirit, to change who you are so that you can be more successful at becoming who he's created you to be, how much more does he want you to succeed? I'm glad I'm standing up here, like not because I'm up here, I'll come down by you. But I'm telling you, whenever this hits you, you will, you will explode that every bad thing that comes against you in 2023, he already sees how that bad thing is gonna help you get where you're called to be if you put him first. See, I don't think you get it. I don't think you get it. You see, when you you go to jail because you spoke the truth, he's gonna take that And put all that together to help you be successful, to be who you've been created to be, to share his good news to the world. (laughs) Like, if that doesn't make you get out of bed in the morning and go to your word and say, speak to me, because I know you've got my best interest at heart, every single moment. If that doesn't make you go to sit down with somebody and have coffee with them, and give them your time, that's an investment, give them your time and to want them to succeed because ultimately their success, partnered with your success, makes him successful. Amen. If it's when you, when you go to work and you sit across from the person that drives you bonkers, <laughs> but you understand that if you give them some time and you speak life into them and they become successful, that you become successful and he becomes glorified. You see, we live life in this haze. We live life in a haze. Some of you have watched so much Fox News and CNN and CSNBC and all the other letters and all that stuff. You've watched all of it and you know what? That stuff has become your destiny. And I'm sorry, but those people that sit in front of those cameras, they don't know what's best for me. They know what's best for the people that pay their salary. They know what's best for the people. Do you realize that there is so much happening on the planet that you could literally report a million stations every minute of every day telling what's going on on the planet. So how is it That there's a handful that capture your attention for hours on end, telling you their perspective of what's happening in the world. How? I'll tell you how. Because we have placed voices that don't give a rip about your destiny higher than the voice of the one who would sit in your car and say, Are you making the right choice? Are you making the right choice? Lexi, should you be doing that? I don't know. Wanda, I need you to go do this. Will you go do this for me? But we would rather put people that don't care about our destiny and don't want us to succeed, or maybe they do want us to succeed, but I can guarantee they don't want you to succeed as much as he wants you to succeed. So we put that, we elevate that stuff above his voice and his presence. And so we wonder why all the world looks like it's just going to World War III. I guarantee you, if we go into World War III and you keep him number one and you make him the priority, you'll be fine. Are you prophesying, Pastor, that I'll live through a nuclear holocaust? No, I'm saying you're going to be fine. I don't know. Maybe dust on the ground. I may be dust on the ground. I don't know, but I know I'll be fine because he wants my success to prove his destiny for me upon the planet. And he wants that more than I want it for myself. And so if your pastor would sit in the back seat and tickle your ears on the way home to make sure you're eating the right thing so you live longer, so you succeed, if I would do that, how much greater The creator of the universe who knew your destiny. He finished you before he began you. He knew where you were going to end up. He knew what you were called to do. He did it all, and now he's sitting in heaven and he's saying, please, please, all I want is for you to choose me. Choose me. Choose me. When when the time comes to sit down for a meal, choose him. Are you saying, pastor, pray? No, I'm saying make the right choices. Do what he says to do, eat what he says to eat so you can achieve what he's called you to achieve because we're not supposed to die at 35 from a heart attack because we ate too much junk. We didn't meet our destiny. The enemy took us out before we could get where we need to go. I know for some of you that was very strong. But it's the truth. You gotta hear the truth. The enemy's out to stop you from getting to there and he'll use good things and he'll use things that suck up your time And he'll use it all to stop you from achieving what God has created you to do. He'll put you in places that you were never meant to be just so you don't achieve what you were called to achieve. Go to Ephesians 5 real quick. This is the challenge for you for 2023. I believe that 2023 will be a year of application. Does anybody know what the definition of wisdom is? I'll give you my own. The definition of wisdom is applied knowledge. You realize there's a lot of dumb people that have a lot of knowledge? I was going to use the S word, but I would get yelled at later by my wife because she's not in here right now. There are a lot of people that have no sense but have a lot of knowledge. You know why they're not wise? Because they've got a lot of knowledge but they've never applied it to anything. Wisdom is knowledge that we have that is applied in our lives to get us to our destiny. So this is what is said in Ephesians 5, verse 14. Therefore, he says, so go read the things before that mean therefore. Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Some of you live 2022 with a very dim nightlight for Jesus. Some of you have a very bright light for Jesus, but you've been covered over by the distractions of the world, so the world hasn't seen your light. So, this gives some imperatives here. Awake. Awake. You who sleep. Do you realize that you're alive when you sleep? A lot of people say, I'm alive. I've never been more alive in my life. Yet they're still dead. They don't have a life. They awake, they go to work, they do their family stuff, they come home, and they're dead. They're dead. They're not alive. Awake, you who sleep. Get up. <laughs> Some people awake but never get out of bed till two. Awake, you who sleep. Get up out of bed because there's something to do. And Christ will give you light. You don't have to manufacture it. You don't have to create a light bulb. You don't have to start a little fire by yourself and get a torch going and walk around with the torch because i got to have light. We're supposed to be light to the world. No, this has nothing to do with you. Your job is to wake up and get up. That's it. He'll give you the rest. But if you don't wake up or get up, he can't move out through you. So I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know if you're looking at 2023 with a doomsday attitude or if you're looking at 2023. To be honest with you, probably the best opportunity to advance your life will be in 2023. Because when the economy goes south, there are many opportunities. So don't get in the whole what the media wants you to believe because they don't have your best interest in mind. The one who speaks to you in the dark place, who wants you to declare that in the light, is speaking to you things that will help you to your destiny. Not those people. They don't care about you. And I would have to say that probably 99.999% of the people that are in your life really don't care about you. It's how can they use you to get what they want. Sorry, that was probably flesh. <laughs> Verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly. That means looking around, knowing what's around you. If you don't know what's going on around you, you're the fool. I'll let that one sit in for a second. If you don't know what's going on around you, you're foolish. You're being used, you're a pawn. So be aware. Walk circumspectly not as fools, but as wise. Here's my definition of that. I see something that is, it really gets me worked up. Because it's going on in the world and it's actually out to hurt y'all, okay? That gets me worked up. If I was a fool, my attention would go off of my destiny onto that thing. And no one gets protected. Be careful what your attention goes on to because what you make a priority will determine whether you get to your destiny or not. It says, redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. There are things that the enemy has stolen from you in 2022 and if you focus on him and you awake and you get up out of bed and you go and let him shine through you, you'll redeem it. You can't go manufacture a business to win back what you lost last year. Some of you have the idea we're going to go build this business that's going to make up the deficit from last year. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. If you wake up and you get up and then the Lord fills you with light and you take that light to the world, he'll redeem all that stuff and you don't have to work. Do you not have to work? I'm saying that he will work in you as you work, and it will produce more than what you could have ever produced on your own. So don't go burn yourself out trying to be the light to the world when he says, if you just wake up and get up and go do what I've called you to do, go toward your destiny, I'll fill you with light. And as long as you're willing to share from the rooftops, no matter what the ridicule, no matter what the persecution, no matter what Negative things will come against you. I still have your best interest in mind and I will get you to your destiny. Would you stand with me? Desire. So the question is, do you desire anything I just talked about? Do you desire? Because desire is an interesting thing. See, a desire means you're passionate, you're determined, you're dedicated, and you won't quit until you get some. You wanna know why I believe there's a lot of people walking around giving God a bad name because they're not successful? Sorry, that was way too strong. Do you know why I believe there's a lot of people going around Making God look bad because they're not successful? Yeah, I repeated it. (laughs) There was no better way to say it. It's because they've not been passionate, they've not been dedicated, they've not been deliberate, and they've not gone after Him and not take no for an answer. They don't have a desire to be the best that God's created them to be. They don't have a desire to seek the destiny. They would rather focus on the people and the things and the time wasters that are keeping them from what God has for them. So my question is, and I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to just focus on the Lord. And maybe you don't have that desire in this moment and you say, Lord, I I don't know how to even cultivate a desire, I can tell you this, that if you say, Lord, I am willing I am willing to receive all that you have for me. There will be a desire that you can't turn off. And this desire will say this to you. I am willing to pay whatever price it takes to do what you've called me to do and be obedient in the dark and in the light. Jesus has commissioned each one of you. The Father is looking after you. He's answering you. The Holy Spirit is empowering you. You've got everything for you. But do you have a desire to be with him? That's the question. And you may think that the desire or lack of desire is your private thing but I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that your desire will become evident in your influence. The whole world will know the desire that you have to be with Jesus because of how and how far you influence the world. So Father, today I thank you for your word. I thank you that you lead us and you speak to us. I thank you that you encourage us and you you just pull us up when we need to be straightened up. And I thank you that you do that in love and you do that in compassion and you do that so that we achieve what we were born to do and be. So Father, today we give you all the things that need to be in a funeral that need to die off of us, we give it to you this hour. And Lord, in the place of the the craziness of the things that we just gave up, would you birth a desire, a dedication, a no-quit attitude inside of us to pursue you with all that we have so that we may see the destiny that you have for us. So Father, we just give you this day, we give you this next year. Would you just pour out your blessing upon every person in this place? Lord, I pray for those who are called and and just dedicated to, to the ministry of the work of the kingdom of God. Lord, would you open doors for them? Would you just empower them and give them energy that won't quit? Lord, for those who are called to the intercessory prayer over this region, Lord, I pray that you would give them a desire, a never, they're gonna get some. They're they're going after it. Lord, give them encouragement when times seem tough. Lord, for those who don't know their destiny, they don't know why they're on the planet, Lord, May they reach out, may they ask, and may you reveal it to them. Maybe through our team, maybe through other people, but Lord, may may every single person under the sound of my voice know their destiny this year. And Lord, may they pursue it with all that they have. May they pursue what you created them to be and what you created them to do with everything that they have, not being distracted by the voices of the world, but to be only listening to your voice. We thank you, Lord. We give this time to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna stay here for a minute. I don't need to do them, but I have one announcement for you. So, please, write down who you're praying for. Circle them on a piece of paper, and when the paper runs out, start another one. Journal what God is doing in your life. Every single day, when you read the word, his desire is for your success, so he's gonna speak to you. Write it down, because somewhere down the line, you're gonna need whatever he said, and you're gonna be able to go back and say, oh yeah, on January 14th, I wrote that down. Number three, if what you're looking at right now in your life doesn't match what he showed you you're created to be, then what you're in is temporary. That should bring some encouragement to you. He put us in time because time allows things to fade away. If we were in eternity forever with the craziness of our lives, it would be torture. So the thing that you're in, if it doesn't look like the destiny that he's called you to, it's only temporary. Go after that. Go after that. So I am super stoked for the conference. If you haven't signed up, sign up. If you have signed up, and you don't have three people on your list to bring with you, then do it. Um, I, this is what I believe. Many in the room are fasting for this conference. Started, yeah, I know, started after Christmas. That's horrible. The pastor would ask you to fast over New Year's where all the good stuff will be on the table. Those who are fasting and praying, you're gonna get some. I'm telling you now, with all confidence, if you come expecting the Lord, you're gonna get everything you're gonna get it so if you're not fasting and that's totally cool show up and be expecting because he will meet you where you are and he'll take you to where he's called you to be and on that note in four days would normally be our first Wednesday night dinner I personally am exhausted from all the stuff we've done and I've looked at our team and I said hey guys We've hosted a lot of stuff, and we've done a lot of stuff over the last few weeks. Why don't we do something different? And I don't have the answer to different, but we're not going to be meeting this Wednesday night um, because I think we all need a break, just being honest. So we're going to do something pretty cool, but you have to come on third Wednesday to find out what that will be, and uh, we're excited for what God is doing in each of your lives. Do not hesitate to contact us and share your brokenness and your wins. To be honest, we get a lot of the first calls, but we don't get a lot of the second calls. And I know that you're winning, but we need some of that encouragement too. <laughs> I, I am totally cool to be with you in your hardest times, but sometimes I want to hear you win too, okay? So now you can care. You we took, love you. you took it's going to be them. an amazing year. That's, I took them all? Growth track is the only Oh, thing. growth track. I'll do that one too. If you're new to the summit, And you have not gone through growth track. You need to go through growth track. It's not this coming Sunday, is it? Oh, it is this coming Sunday. Wow, better get all that stuff together. It's not tomorrow. It's not tomorrow, Sunday, it's the following Sunday. And yes, we're gonna meet on Sundays again. So, next week in the Family Life Center, so you come in through the cafe, you go down the steps that way, I will see you there at nine o'clock. We're gonna have some fun. Growth track is finding out who you are, which is probably one of the most important things in your life that you'll ever discover. Number two, you're going to find out who we are. You may like it, you may not. That's your call. Number three, we're going to find out if we fit. That's our most important thing. See, this growth track thing is about whether you're a part of the family and whether we can trust you and whether you can trust us. And if we can trust each other, we can change the world. Matthew 10 They trusted each other, and they changed the world. If we trust each other, we can change the world. So come and be equipped to know who you are, be empowered to know who we are, and let's make some noise together in the kingdom. Lord, bless 2023 for every person here, every family that's represented, everybody watching online. May your hand of blessing and anointing and power be upon every single person And when they're in tight spots, may they hear your voice clearly. When they're in mountaintop experiences, may they joy in your presence. And may every single person know in 2023 their destiny, why they're on the planet. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you have offering, they're back there with a basket. Have a great week. If you enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, the or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.